Hello and welcome to Money Tips Daily. This is Money Kelly bringing you money tips to help you save and make more money. Now what's the difference between between a private company, a company with shareholders and a publicly listed company? Well, the main difference is the the, uh, reporting structure and the amount of information you need to provide. Now if you're just a self-employed person, uh, most businesses start this way. You you might start as just a sole trader, self-employed. Um, you know your your reporting uh, structure is very limited. You just have to file a, uh, file your accounts to the the relevant tax offices. However, if you go to a, an incorporated company or a limited company, then you're required to file accounts with uh, the relevant authorities. Like in, in the UK, it would be Companies House, um, and the reporting structure is is a bit more onerous. But uh, and you'll probably pay a little bit more f- to your accountant but uh, it, it steps up a, a gear. And then if you go to a publicly listed company, and, and you know this could be on a stock market, then the, the, the requirements are obviously increased because you're publicly listed, you've got shareholders in that company, you're, you're selling your shares on the, on the markets, on the stock market. So you have to answer questions to the shareholders, you've got a, a stricter reporting structure, and without going into a lot of detail, um, you, you can't just be a maverick and say, well, I, I want to sell my shares on the market, but I, I don't want to uh, give out any information. Now, the reason I, I, I say this, because you've probably read in the, in the press, or you've heard in the press this week, that the, the founder of Tesla, Elon Musk, uh, this week had an extraordinary outburst against analysts who were asking him questions at, at a meeting. Uh, and they're asking him questions regarding the $709 million loss in the quarter that Elon Musk decided were not worth answering. He, he turned to other people and said, I'm not going to answer that. And uh, he called them tedious questions. He called them boneheaded questions on, on, on Twitter. Uh, this is extraordinary. I, I, I can't remember ever hearing about a major publicly listed company, such a, uh, a well-known company, where the CEO has treated uh, analysts and investors in this way. Now, the analysts are the people who decide uh, whether to invest in their stock, they decide whether it's a sell it, and this is exactly what they've done. After this outburst, uh, they, they sold his stock, and his stock dropped by 8%, 8% in, in a day. And, and now they're betting against the, the stock, they're shorting the stock, which could see it fall further. Uh, so. I just cannot understand why uh, Elon Musk would be so arrogant about it when you know they're entitled to ask uh, questions about what's happening to, to the company, what's happening to the, the order book and that sort of thing. And in fact, um, he's come back and said, well, um, the, the, the query from the broker Bernstein was boneheaded because it, it had already been answered in the documents released with the earnings figures. Uh, I mean, that is really arrogant. Um, and then he, he goes on to say that uh, another question from RBC, which I, th- I think is the Royal Bank of Canada, analysts asked about how many reservations of the mod- Tesla Model 3 cars were being turned into orders. And he called this absurd. And he said the reason is because Tesla has roughly 500,000 reservations, despite no advertising and no cars in the showroom. Even after reaching a 5,000 a week production, it would take two years just to satisfy existing demand even if new sales drop to zero. Well again I, I think um, 
that, that that's an extraordinary answer because it's irrelevant how many. It's a bit of a relevant point, really. Yes, you might have half a million reservations, but I don't think you'd have half a million reservations if the company was going down and and there were various other problems. And at the moment, it's losing in, in pounds roughly two billion pounds a year. Uh, so I, I think investors are entitled to be a, a little bit more intrusive and, and expect to get answers when they when they need those answers. I, 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 do, I do think it's quite extraordinary. And I, I haven't heard of anything like this before, but we have seen, uh, you know, these charismatic CEOs get into problems with, with shareholders, with uh, other members of the board before. And we've seen this, of course, the most famous one was Steve Jobs, who was actually sacked by his board uh, from from the company he built up from his garage, and you think, well, how can that happen? How can he be removed? Well, you can because if you bring in investors, you bring in a board. Uh, you know, as you as you go public and you bring in investors, they they expect a board to be put in place. You can't just run it on your own like you can when you're self-employed or running a small limited company, a one-man band. They expect to have uh, a board there, a board of directors, and that board of directors decided to, to get rid of him. He, he still kept his shares, obviously, but he, he didn't have a job anymore, and it was, it was gut-wrenching. But, in fact, Steve Jobs said he learned from that. The company was in, in problems. They were overspending, and Steve Jobs was going off inventing this, inventing that, but perhaps it needed to be reined in. And, obviously, I don't think uh, Steve Jobs is one sort of person who would suffer fools gladly and be diplomatic, a bit like Elon Musk. And he obviously rubbed people up the wrong way and they got rid of him. But, of course, he famously then came back and brought the company to the, the new levels of prosperity that, it, that it, it, it stands in today. And perhaps that, that sacking made him rethink things and, and he learned from that and came back even stronger because of it. Now, I'm not suggesting that Elon Musk is going to be sacked, but we, as I said, when you go into the public uh, arena and you, you start attracting investment from people then you've got to be able to deal with with that diplomatically you've got to be able to answer questions you've got to be able to provide the information when it's required and i think it's incredibly arrogant of um, elon musk no matter how brilliant he is to 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 treat uh, his shareholders that in this way because after all the shareholders have put the money into the company that enables him to develop products and then he's talking about going into space and all this sort of thing, which it, it, it must be worrying for investors when uh, companies that haven't even made a profit are talking about uh, you know, the universe when they haven't even made a profit on Earth. Uh, so you, you, he, he might need a bit of reining in and he might need to appoint somebody that will be able to answer these questions in the future and, and perhaps he stays in the background, invents things and does all the, the charismatic things. Uh, while somebody else answers the, the, the question. So that's a little bit about companies. Uh, obviously, for most people starting a business, they'll probably be starting on a self-employed, sole trader basis or, or a small limited company. And you should always seek advice from your accountant when you're setting up a business because how you, you set it up and how you run it is, is very important. There are other, there are other uh, vehicles such as limited liability partnerships. And I, I suppose the main difference between running the business as a self-employed person and as a limited company is that you have more liabilities if things go wrong if you're self-employed. Whereas in a company, you're, you have limited liabilities, it's called a limited company, 
and um, you know if you, if you ever got sued um, or you know, your company went into liquidation then they can only take what's in the company not everything that you own whereas a self-employed person you know everything you own is effectively on the line uh, obviously if you're in a company and you borrow money and then you sign as a personal guarantor then you are personally liable as well so you've got to be careful of that distinction and again you should take advice on this but many limited companies uh, do borrow money and the directors are required to sign personal guarantees this is always dangerous because if if uh, things go wrong and, and the bank winds the company up and they can't get their money back of course they will go after whoever signed the personal guarantees which is, is usually one of the directors and people do in these cases lose their houses you know they lose everything so be very careful with those sort of liabilities anyway that's all for now i hope that's been useful i'll be back with another episode of money tips daily very soon this has been money kelly bringing you money tips to help you save and make more money